Hey you guys, it is me, your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door neighbor, and homie, Lydia. Welcome back to the Reach Tangout. For today's episode, we're going straight into the vaults, alright? To talk about the soul ties we have created, preferences, and the importance of virginity. So let's grab our beverage of choice. For me, it's going to be water, snacks, and a notepad, or go to the notes section on your phone to begin today's discussion, celibacy versus sex. Again, today's discussion is called celibacy versus sex. So let's get into it, y'all. Every day, physical intimacy, aka sex, is broadcasted as a norm in society. Children that were once 13 and 16 learning about the transitioning in their bodies have now decreased in age. In other words, kids nowadays are choosing to have sex younger and younger, like they're checking off a punch card sheet for their lives' achievements. These children do not understand the complexity that comes after a sexual encounter. And if I was to be completely honest with you guys, most adults don't know either. Yes, sex is another form of pleasure, but if this pleasure doesn't work out, you can't refund yourself the experience. Now you deal with the soul tie, the feeling of uncleanliness, guilt, the disappointment, etc. Wishing that you could, at that moment, take back the crossing of one's boundaries to fulfill an urge. You know, we get told a lot that the Bible says how we shouldn't fall into the hands of temptation and flee when we're about to subdue to our flesh. But for the most part, that can go in one ear and out the other. If we keeping it real, that can go in one ear out the other. Like no one wants to hear what is right or wrong when you are in the moment of heat and everything is telling you that the moment is right. People in our generation don't take sex to be something serious at all. And don't even say that you're a virgin because disbelief will run rapidly. It will run rapidly, though we understand what a soul tie is and how it can become crippling if we continue to adhere to our flesh, such as, you know, experiencing mood swings, replicated behaviors benign to us, weight, stress, depression, etc. And that is just the basic scope. We haven't gotten into the pH imbalance, pregnancy, transmitted diseases, addiction to solving problems, issues, or any display of emotion slash affection by sex. As a result, some of us, you know, commit ourselves to pure abstinence because we know it's better for us in the long run. We don't want to deal with all the stress and pressures that come with entanglement that comes with being, you know, active with somebody else. So we choose to live a better lifestyle. We choose to create a more balanced lifestyle for ourselves and knowing the love And the affection that we desire can be more than just placing somebody in a position, can be more than just talking sexually to each other. Like there's more in a relationship. There's more in a connection with somebody than just getting them in bed. You know, um, I read an article a while ago and it's talked about the levels of intimacy before you even become sexual with your partner. And that can range from safe communication, sharing others' opinions and beliefs, personal opinions, beliefs, feelings, experiences, 
and emotions. Intimacy usually means mutual vulnerability, openness, and sharing. It is often present in close loving relationships such as marriage and friendships. The term is also sometimes used to refer to sexual interactions, but intimacy does not have to be sexual. Again, when we're moving into the stages of our life that pertains to intimacy, you don't have to be sexual. You know, you may feel like you have to because you may feel like no one understands you. And when you tell people about your celibacy vow, it can feel like a burden. Most people, you know, they'll tell you that they don't engage with people who does not have experience or are willing to prove that they can be freaky by nature, even if there isn't any commitment to having sex. Basically, you know, choosing verbal foreplay to see how far a person is willing to go which is ghetto, but you really out here doing verbal foreplay. But I just want to say this, it's normal to want to date someone that is willing to save themselves for marriage. It is normal to be in a monogamous relationship. It is normal. And you know, sometimes we get distracted by what the world tell us and by what other people opinions and how they feel and everything else. No, you know what you want for yourself. And it's completely normal. There is nothing wrong with you because of that. You know, it's more people out here than you think that will wait. But when you are in a position where you feel like you've been waiting for so long and nobody's really understanding you and you feel like you keep getting the pushback time and time again, your waiting becomes tiresome. And then you stop to wait because you feel as though no one has that same mentality as you. But there is there are people out there that has the same mentality as you. I promise there are people out there. And if we just stick to our gut feelings, if we stick to our most morals and values and put our foot down when it comes to matters like this, we probably wouldn't be having so much going on in in our generation, to be completely honest. Dude. I think it would be a little bit like, yes, we go through certain things, but this particular aspect, we won't feel like, oh, we have to be sexually active with this person for them to feel like I care about them, for them to understand that I want to be with them or whatever the case scenario may be. Because nowadays, the list of reasons why is very long. And, you know, that ties into a person's preference, So preference is defined to be what you prefer, a greater liking for one alternative over another or others. So why would you let someone's likes or dislikes foreshadow the choices you make personally for you? Like, why do we let their opinions and statements get to us when we know in our gut, in our heart of hearts, this is something that I want for myself, regardless of what I did in my past, regardless if I'm a virgin now or if I'm not a virgin now in this moment, in this season, in this place that I am in in my life. I am deciding to contain myself until marriage. I'm deciding to make a better choice for me because I know this will pan out right for me in the long run. So why would I, why would you let someone's likes or dislikes foreshadow the choices you make personally for you? The only opinion, the only statement that truly matters on top of yours about our life choices is God's. That's number one. Because God will not lead us astray. That's in his word. That's in his word. So anytime God puts his input 
you know, intervenes in our lives is for reasons and purposes, because he's trying to make us go to a higher place in our life and not keep us confined and bound to the things of the world, bound to the things that people say. God wants to break us free from them shackles to understand I have greater for you. So anytime God intervenes, that's the only opinion that matters. Anybody else's opinion that contradicts what you know personally in your heart of heart is right for you and what God has led you to do, it doesn't matter. Okay, because when we think and look beyond, there is more to life than just masturbation, sex, porn or whatever to endure top tier physical pleasure. Don't become brainwashed into thinking the the only formality of love there is, is for you to be intimate with somebody sexually. There's more to it than just being physically intertwined with one another. Like we're adults here. Okay, so let's keep it above. We're all adults here. And if you are not able to keep a mind stimulating conversation, that says a lot about one's self identity. If every time I'm talking to you, you're more worried about physical intimacy than everything else in the world, that says a lot about you. And this says a lot about me if I continue to allow myself to be present in that situation, knowing that that situation doesn't define my morals and my character of who I am or who I am becoming. So I choose not to engage in those activities. We should choose not to engage in those activities because it takes us out of our purpose It takes us out of where we're trying to go in life and where we're trying to go in life. It pays off for us. It will always pay off for us in the long run. God always rewards us for our obedience. Just the fact that he decided to wake us up this morning and to remind us that we have a purpose and we're walking in the right path. That's our reward on top of the many rewards that he has for us, because like he said, our cup will run us over. So God rewards us for our obedience. So why do we become disobedient? Why? What's the importance of our disobedience? There's nothing to it. We just have to stand firm on our morals and values and what we believe and to unlearn all the unhealthy, toxic ways that we have been you know, brainwashed with in our brains when, you know, people always do those go-to lines of you got to test it out or what the Bible say, be fruitful and multiply. Like, you know, good and well, what God meant when he said to be fruitful and multiply. He ain't talking about us humping each other like rabbits. He wants you to be fruitful and multiply with the spouse he has ordained for you, your purpose mate, the person in your life that God is going to connect you with to be married to, to deliver both of y'all purposes out into the world, your purpose mate. And God will bring us our purpose mate if we desire to be in a relationship that's intended for marriage. God is not going to bring you your husband. If you want this man to be God-fearing, you want this man to be clean, you want this woman to not be out in them streets, you know, flashing her body, whatever the case in there. Like everybody has, like I said, preferences. Everybody has their own preferences. God is not going to bring you something if you're not ready to receive it. So it's not about the outward appearance of what you want. What are, What is the work that you are putting in to yourself? Because I'm going to use this analogy. So hypothetically, let's just say y'all been cooking turkeys all your life or chicken. Let's go with chicken. And you know how long that chicken needs to be in the oven to cook. 
And you're not going to keep opening and closing the oven to see if the chicken done because you know how long that chicken needs to stay in there. That's your spouse. So if you keep going and opening and closing, checking in on your spouse saying, oh, well, I need this, I'm going to need it. You're not giving it time to marinate. You're not giving it time to simmer. You're not giving it time to cook. So worry about what's on your table. Worry about setting the table. Worry about what are your size. Worry about everything else. Be productive within you. So when you are productive within you, God will be able to bring you your purpose made. Yes, everybody receive who God has ordained for them in different you know, aspects in their life. Some people can receive their purpose made in a storm. Some people can receive it before they storm, after they storm, whatever the case scenario may be. But we have to have an overall mind and focus that I have purpose. I have purpose. Therefore, I'm not fin to entertain anything that's not within my purpose. Just to fulfill, like I said, a, a pleasure, a top tier pleasure as you may have it. And I'm not fin to be the one that's bringing the affliction onto me. Because I can control that. I can have the mindset to say, like, no, this is not something that I don't want to do. And if that person don't understand that part of you... Bruh, keep it moving. I'm telling you, there are people out here with the mindset of wanting to fulfill their purpose, wanting to listen to what God is telling them, wanting better for themselves. You just haven't reached it yet, (laughs) but it's coming. So we have to ignore the funny looks we may receive if you are still a virgin, or maybe you decide to be celibate because people think, well, if you already have sex, what's the point of you being celibate? It's a lot that comes with being celibate, just like you were once a sinner and you decided to repent and give your life fully to Christ. What I did in my past doesn't represent where I am now. I am choosing better for me now. I am choosing not to entangle myself to another soul. The only person I want to interact with is with my husband. I I want the commitment. I want the commitment in front of God, in front of my family and friends. I want that commitment, that vow, that promises that you will love me for better, for worse, to death do us part. And we can bring our purpose full force onto the earth. I don't want nothing temporary. Everybody's like, oh, I'm just, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. I'm tired of vibes. I don't want no more vibes. Stop giving me vibes. You know, prime example, my dad, when he met my mom, my mom <laughs> asked my dad, my mom was like, so what are we? And my dad was like, I don't have girlfriends. I date with intent to marriage. Then my mom was like, oh. So in that moment, he let her know what's up. Like, either you can stay with me moving towards knowing that eventually I want to get married or you can just go ahead and fall off now if that's not something that you want. If we walk into the situation, giving the full intent and knowledge of knowing this is who I am and this is what I want to be, you can get a clearer scope of everything in your life. But not everybody has that mindset. So what you have to understand is I can only control what I can control. And I know this is something that I don't want for me. This is something I'm not finna engage with. I'm not I'm not with the catching of the vibes. Either you know what you want or you don't know what you want. And when you figure that out, good for you. But I'm not going to be around sitting waiting for you to decide whether you want to be in a faithful relationship intended for marriage or you want to be in the streets and talk to multiple people. But talk to me because, you know, I'm sturdy and I have a strong foundation and, you know, I'm planted. So I'm not really going to go anywhere like, no, (laughs) 
I'm not with the catching of the vibes. So when we ignore the funny looks about being a virgin, the funny looks about deciding whether you want to be celibate or not, because that's your personal business anyways, or just any type of funny look or interaction you may receive for wanting to live a better life for yourself, because you will get those looks. You will. You will get those looks. You will get those whispers. You will get everything under the sun because people love to engage with people in their ignorance. They love to engage with people knowing that they not go anywhere because they feel better about themselves. Like when you become solely independent upon yourself and the word of God, people don't want to be around you no more because they think that you stuck up and you better than them and you chose a greater lifestyle. No, that's not the case. I'm just deciding to unlearn the toxicity that was placed in my life because I want better for myself. I want to break generational curses in my life. I don't want to accept just anything because it's being brought to my forefront because I know I deserve better. I know I can receive better. Point blank, period. You know, the main thing... I have learned on this self-love journey into becoming the best version of me is that the things you once held close or kept in proximity will fall off if it doesn't suit your purpose. Whether you consciously remove yourself, it's going to fall off if it doesn't suit your purpose. Also, there are people with the same views and energy as you. We just have to be consistent enough to reach that point of discovery. Every day we wake up with a mindset of, I'm going to do better. I'm going to try to do better. I'm going to try and succeed. And yes, we may stumble. Yes, we may fall. Yes, we may backslide. But we will have the consistency in mind and knowing that we just need to keep taking it one step at a time. I tell people that all the time. Like, I just didn't wake up and say, okay, let me do right. Like, no, that took time. It took me one step at a time and I'm still growing and I'm still learning and I'm still trying to figure this thing out. But we have to take it one step at a time. And when we take it one step at a time, we have to be consistent with it. We can't say this is something that we're going to do just for like two days and be like, I ain't with it. Like, no, when you are making the conscious decision to better your life, to better your purpose, to better everything about you, you have to be consistent with that thing. You can't just pick and choose days you want to live the best version of your life and then go do whatever. Like, no. And when you decide to walk in that path, like I said, if it doesn't suit your purpose, it will fall off. You will get talked about. You will get whispers. You will get people who feel some type of way. But it's time for us to be selfish in a positive light. It's time for us to put ourselves first. We're always putting everybody before us and nobody takes the time to say, well, let me see what they want because we're always the person like, no, 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 no. Yes, bro. Put yourself first. You know what you want. You know what you desire. You know what you don't want. You know what you don't desire. Stop entertaining people that don't match your purpose. Because you wasting time. You creating soul ties. You creating, when they be like, oh, we're just catching a vibe, baby. No, you creating more soul ties on top of the soul ties you already have. And then plus on top of the soul ties you creating, you soul tying with their soul ties. Because you don't know where that person being. Yes, they may can be clean. Yes, they can be tested and don't have any transmitted diseases or whatever. But they have been around the block. So those soul ties who they entangle themselves with will not be entangled within you. 
and you're going to be trying to figure out why do you feel this way? Why do you act like this? Like, what's wrong with me? I don't understand. And then you become just addicted to the to the sinful pleasure because it becomes a thirst for you. It's something that you want all the time and you become blocked and you can't see and you don't understand and you're really trying to figure it out and you just, you know, want to drown your sorrows. You want to ignore everything out in the world. So to drown those sorrows and ignore, you become in this place, in this space, in this mind of, well, when I'm in this moment, when I'm doing this, I feel complete. I feel whole. I feel like nothing in the world matters. There are other ways to have that feeling. There are other things you can do to have that feeling. And I know it sounds hypocritical because you like, bro, people say that all the time. Bro, I know. I know. I was one of them people that said, bro, people say that all the time. I don't get it. But when I took that time out to really sit down and really meditate and really put myself in a place to be able to listen to what God has to say to me. He brings me the clarity that I need. He brings me the fulfillment that I need. He brings me the pleasure that I need. He reminds me of the things that he has in store for me. And those moments when I can maybe in the shower in my room and I'm boohoo crying and I can feel overwhelmed and I'm like, God, you told me X, Y, Z and none X, Y, Z is happening for me. I'm just about to be like bumpy. He reminds me. Clear as day, you know, I post all the time on my socials and I say on here, you know, motivational things to keep us all going because that's what we need. We need that motivation. We need that reassurance to know that this is the right decision we're making. This is not something that we did on a whim and it's going to bite us in the behind in the future. Like, no, this is something that we actually decided to do. And, you know, I was I wasn't really feeling the best this week. I really wasn't. I was my state of mind wasn't in a positive aspect. I was really feeling like overwhelmed and I was really talking to God and everything. And it's this reel that I posted on my um, Instagram and Facebook. And it was just getting so many likes and everything. And, you know, I and I posted this reel like months ago. This was not recent. And I clicked on it and the lyrics of the song the song is called Victory, but it really resonated with me because it was just like, I don't know how, but God's going to do it. I don't know when he's going to fix it. I'm just, you know, zooming it up. And but my caption was when you feel like you're about to throw in the towel, when you feel like it's over for you, God is making a way for you right now as we speak. So this is your sign not to give up. Yes, that may spoke life into somebody else, but it also spoke life back into myself to remind me I may be feeling some type of way right now. My headspace may not be where it needs to be right now, but God is preparing me. God is going to take me where I need to go. And I just have to remember that. And I cannot give up. I cannot be lost by what the world is throwing at me and feel like, well, nobody gets me. No, nobody understands. The world will never get you. The world will never understand you because the world is flip floppy. If we just want to get one thing straight, one, the world be hating something one minute and then it likes something the next minute, the same thing that they said that they hated. So at the end of the day, we don't put our trust in the world. We put our trust in the Lord and we have to understand the walk that we are taking for ourselves people ain't gonna like it people not gonna understand it but we know we know this is something that is working for us and we know we just have to continue to persevere we have to continue to stay persistent we have to continue to be the great people that we know that we can be not only within Christ but within ourselves 
And when we realize that, we can go further. But when we, you know, subdue to the, well, they speaking nice things in my ear and I really like them around and I like the vibe. And when, and when you know, we're doing whatever we're doing, I feel like on top of the world, like it just feels so good and da-da-da-da-da. But when, it, when that is all over, when you are by yourself, how do you feel? You don't feel complete. You don't feel whole. And like I said, you can't get a refund. <laughs> What's done is done. And then you'd be like, okay, God, I'm going to do good next time. Okay, God, I'm going to do good next time. I'm going to do good. How about we do good now? Trust me. I used to be one of the people that be like, okay, God, well, I got, I'm going to try again tomorrow. Okay, God, I'm going I'm to try again next day. Maybe not today, God. Da, 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 da. And it just come to a point. It came to a point for me to be like, no, I have to put my foot down and make the conscious decision that I want better for myself now. And I'm going to continue to do so. Yes, I may stumble. Yes, I may fall. Your girl ain't perfect. I said I'm growing. I never said I met my full potential of growth. I said I am growing into becoming the best version of me. That's why I I always say we are growing too. I never said we are. We are growing. Because every day we will be faced with a different challenge. We'll be faced with a different circumstance. We'll be faced with something and it may take us out of our purpose. It may take us out of God's protection that we may feel. But knowing and understanding that this is not my story, this is not where I reside and I can overcome this and I can be better than this. So, yeah. So, you know, trading in your morals and values just for temporary pleasure is not a risk we should take, y'all. Stop taking those risks. Stop creating those soul ties. Yes, you may have your preferences. Yes, you may have like something you may want. But when you walk in God's way, he rewards us for our obedience. You know, like I said on here with previous guests or I have said on here with just me, I'm like, God said he's he anointed marriage. He anointed the the union you know, he blesses the marriage, right? So I'm not finna be like low key in the back of my head, like, well, I'm like, no, God said he's gonna bless it. So whatever God blessed me with, I know I'm finna enjoy every second, every minute, every hour of that man. So we have to be confident in knowing that what God says that he's gonna do for us, he's gonna do and not become distracted. And not fall into the hands of temptation. I know we hear it all the time, but it's factual. We cannot fall into the hands of temptation of the world. Because let me tell you something. You would think you'd be doing good. But when you engage yourself in sin and you keep doing it time and time and time again, you will go further in sin than what you ever thought you would go. Praying and asking God to release you from the things that you have added on to what you were already struggling with. Versus you could have just said no and left it right there. And if it got to go to a point where you got to block people, child, block people. It ain't about them. It's about you and your purpose and your walk and your fulfillment and how you sleep at night and how you can please God. So let's not take that risk, knowing the repercussions, knowing the repercussions of just affecting our spiritual, mental, emotional and physical state, because I don't want to taint none of that. If anything, I want to magnify and grow that connection. I don't want to slow nothing down. I don't want to mess nothing up intentionally 
because nobody forced you to do nothing. At the end of the day, you have the power. So don't mess with your spiritual, mental, emotional, physical state for nothing, for nobody. You have the power to say, no, that's not in my purpose, man. And keep it pushing. Nah, that's not in my purpose, girl. And keep it pushing. Don't risk it all. Don't don't play the gamble of your life on somebody. It ain't worth it. Especially if God is not leading it. Especially if God is not in the forefront of that relationship. Don't gamble with your life. Don't, gam- don't gamble with your connection with God. Because that's something that you're going to need consistently. God will be with us forever and always. That person will not be with us forever and always. So don't gamble with your life. Don't gamble with that person. If you have told them time and time and time and time and time again, and they still not getting it, they ain't never going to get it. Let bro go. Let sis go. Let them go. Because that means they're not considerate to your emotions and your feelings about the purpose that you have in your life. If you can voice your concern or opinions to somebody about a certain situation and they act like they can't understand Child, them type of people I disconnect with in a hurry because that means that you ain't really there for me. You ain't really on the winning side. You just want to do whatever pleases you. And that comes with preference. People please themselves with whatever preference they desire. So since they got a preference and their preference isn't for me to win, we find somebody else that is willing for us to win. Mainly that's us. Because you should be your biggest cheerleader, but God will line us up with whoever he needs to line us up with. But that's all I got to say. So don't trade in your morals and values for temporary pleasure and risk it all, knowing the repercussions of spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical tainting. Don't let it be tainted. It ain't worth it. And that's on period. Well... Our time at the Reach Hangout has come to an end. If you have enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to like, follow, share your respectful thoughts in the comment section, share slash tag a friend, and make sure your post notifications are turned on to know when the next episode drops. Plus, keep up with my YouTube channel, Lydia's Chronicles, by subscribing, liking, and commenting so I know that you found me, okay? And all of my socials will be in the description box so you don't have to fret. If no one has told you this today, I love you. God loves you, and Jesus loves you too. But other than that, this is your sister, friend, cousin, daughter, next door neighbor, and homie, Lydia, signing off until we meet again. P.S. We must remember the end game here is to grow to be the best version of ourselves mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually with who? With God, y'all. I love you, SBCs, and until we meet again, bye.